Welcome to the Dome Dog Podcast. I'm your host, Matt DeBritz, and tonight, Syracuse, 5-3, take on 6-2 Villanova, ranked 6 in the country, at Madison Square Garden, 9-30 on ESPN, Cuse.com for radio. Before I get into more specifics of the game tonight, I want to talk about the last two games, wins over Indiana and Florida State, two totally different games, different styles. I want to talk about some history between Villanova and Syracuse that are personal to me. So the Indiana game, Syracuse was on fire offensively and won double overtime, 112 to 110. And I came out saying after that game, maybe Syracuse should just focus on offense and not defense. Well, I was wrong. (laughs) Because in the next game, Syracuse focused on defense, kind of switching their zone to a 1-2-2 or a 1-2-1-1 from the 2-3. Florida State in the first half were scoring Two-point buckets, no problem, kind of around the rim and 15 foot and in. Then they started taking the bait in the second half, shooting from downtown and missing, including two at the buzzer that could have tied the game. It was a combination of Florida State taking the bait and also Syracuse defense playing better, but they won. So what can we expect going forward? I think the answer is more the same. And what I mean by that is inconsistency. There may be nights where Syracuse plays really well, shoots the three, moves the ball on offense, or plays a real grind amount type of game like they did against Florida State and won. And Syracuse fans don't care as long as the end result is a win. But as I said before the season, I believe this is a bubble team. They may win some games that we don't expect them to win, like the Florida State game wasn't a huge expectation to win that game because Florida State has been really good at their home arena. They've beaten Syracuse four straight times before that game. But this Florida State team this season was a little worse than than in the past. Kind of a perfect storm. Syracuse defense played well. They shot bad. Florida State, that is. And on the other hand, Syracuse lost to Colgate. And I'm sure when they had Colgate on their schedule, they were penciling that in as a W, not not an L. Which kind of brings me to the Villanova game and why I want to talk about the history between Syracuse and Villanova. They played, give or take, 72 times. Some sources say Syracuse is 38-34. Others say 39-33. We'll just say Syracuse has a slight edge. But in the last three games, Villanova's won two of those games, both in overtime. Villanova's become more of a power nationally in the last five years. Jay Wright, the coach, they've gotten two national championships, one in 2016. They demolished Oklahoma in the Final Four, then they beat North Carolina in the championship, and then 2018, they killed Michigan in the championship. And really, Jay Wright set them up for success for a long time, but way before Jay Wright, before Villanova was really on the national scene, yes, they did win in 1985 with Roley Massimino. He was still the coach about when I was at this game in 1990. And he had these type of teams that were fundamental. They weren't overly athletic. They couldn't do a lot of flashy things, at least when I was watching in the 90s. And they would come into the Dome and always give Syracuse a hard time. And there were rumors in Syracuse that Roy Massimino, this Italian coach, would take them to an Italian restaurant. And whatever they fed them in that Italian restaurant gave them the energy to beat Syracuse all the time. Well, in this game, in 1990, Villanova destroyed Syracuse, 93-74, and this guy named Greg Woodard lit him up for 27 points. 
He was 16 to 17 from the foul line, three for five from three. The team overall was 43 from 49 from th- from the foul line. And I mention this is because it's it's kind of relevant to the to now because the shoes kind of on the other foot. Syracuse was great back then. They had Derek Coleman, Davey Johnson, Stevie Thompson, Billy Owens, guys that went pro, guys that were great athletes. Now it's the other way around where Syracuse is Yes, they're still Syracuse, but Villanova's kind of taken over that top dog role. The player Woodard I was talking about, he was from Rochester, which is about an hour and a half away from Syracuse, and people would always say, well, why couldn't we get that guy on our team? You know, Because Syracuse was getting guys like Billy Owens and stuff like that. They didn't want guys like Greg Woodward. But now Syracuse does have guys like that in Cole Swider, and, and more specifically as a local guy, Joseph Woodard was six foot seven and a lefty. And it was pretty rare to go 16 to 17 from the foul line. We don't see that too often in college basketball. So Gerard getting to the foul line 17 times, I kind of doubt it because he doesn't go to the basket that much. Woodard would camp out the foul line and kind of go to the basket with a couple dribbles. He was six foot seven. Gerard six foot one. Gerard does shoot really well from the outside. He's shooting 53% from three this season, which is ninth best in the NCAA. Syracuse overall shoots 37% from three, which is really good, but Villanova does it better, shooting 42% from three-point range, which is sixth best in the NCAA. So how can Syracuse win this game tonight? Joseph Gerard is a key, and you know you're going to get out of Buddy Beheim. You know Villanova is going to be game planning for him. Gerard hit a clutch three in the game against Florida State. He shot the ball well from three all season. But I think Jim Beheim has to recognize that you need Gerard's offense. But we don't need him as a point guard. He's just not playing the point guard role that well. He had two turnovers and two assists last game. Torrance in 12 minutes had five assists. You know when you bring Torrance in, you're going to lose some offense. But he's a good defender and plays on top of the zone pretty well. He's active. So is it worth it? To keep Torrance in more than 12 minutes, to have Gerard as an off guard, Torrance can handle the ball a little bit more against pressure. Can he distribute the ball a little bit better? Is that enough against Villanova? It's not. Only time Villanova's lost this season to great competition is Purdue and UCLA, which both are in the top 10. Purdue is the number one team ranked in the AP poll right now. Purdue out-rebounded them by 12, UCLA by 14. That means Jesse Edwards needs to have a, another good rebounding outing. On Saturday, he had 12 versus Florida State, which is a career high. He needs to have something similar tonight because Villanova goes to the glass by committee and not really by one guy. So through the zone, you know, the ball bounces a lot. He's going to have to slide and get those rebounds without getting himself into foul trouble because when he gets himself into foul trouble, Syracuse is a different team. Yes, Aslam comes in and spells him. Hopefully he can do more of that tonight. So all in all, the keys for me are Gerard-Torrance combination, Edwards down low. You know what you're going to get from the other guys. I know Swatter's playing against his old team. May have some extra juice in there, but he's always solid. I expect him to be solid tonight. I don't expect much out of Benny Williams. I'm hoping because I mentioned this now, saying he's not going to have a good game. He does. Again, this is a later start tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. On ESPN, Hughes.com for radio. Might need a late night coffee for this one. 
I'd go half-calf so you're not up too late. Anyway, speaking of coffee, the Dome Dog Podcast is brought to you by Frank's Cowboy Coffee, where two scoops equal five, and they'll make you jive. That's all I got for the Dome Dog Podcast tonight. Enjoy the game. Thanks for listening to the Dome Dog Podcast. Now available on Spotify, Amazon Music slash Audible, and Podbean. Please join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Dome Dog. That's D-O-M-E. D-A-W-G.